Hello there team, Wade Skalski here, problem solver, playwright, and founder of Clear the Field. Today's process is this, pure peripatetic equals panic. Sit back, relax, here we go. Now before we begin, we're going to do the daily nugget. And the daily nugget is just because you've been there before doesn't mean that it gets easier. So uh, two days ago, my son got, during the day, my son got a cold. And uh, he is nine months old and he's but he's big like he's 20 pounds and so he's he's pretty hefty and uh he got a cold and you know we have a daughter who's going to be three in april so we've been through this before babies get colds and we adopted our sort of personal family uh, actions that we take with regards to when that happens and i wasn't worried about it he's had colds before you know he's had a couple colds before it's like the cold season and you just got to kind of watch and and it always resolves itself positively so we're sitting there and Yesterday morning, uh, early, 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 he starts to breathe very sh rapidly, uh, 70 times a minute, very shallowly, and uh, we had never experienced that before. I was like, whoa, like what's going on here? So we have a doctor who we, ha we, can, call, we can call them to the, we can page our pediatrician and they call us right back, they're amazing. I can't say enough about them. And uh, they, the doctor calls back. He's like, you need to take him to the emergency room because the speed of his breathing at that age and the fact that he's getting tired, babies can go downhill quickly and just get tired and decide to stop breathing. So this was a total panic situation, not a panic situation, but this was like, you have to go to the emergency room now. So now we have actually had this experience before. Uh, our daughter um, got really, really, really sick when she was like 58 days old, 57 days old. And we had to do the same, same call, different type of sickness or whatever, different problem. And we, so we, that time we went to the, our, our local ER and she had to be admitted to the hospital and our local ER doesn't have a pedi pediatric, pediatric wing. So then they had to take her from that ER into an ambulance and then take her down to a, a, a hospital that's about 25 minutes away instead of the hospital that's like five minutes away. So knowing this, we just went directly to the ER that was 20, 25 minutes away because um, he seemed like he was like, okay, he was just laboring and we had, you know, I didn't want to have to have him go to get to the, the peds doctors um, to the wing if he was going to get admitted because I'm like, he's getting admitted. So let's just go, let's just skip everything and go straight down there. So it took us like 18 minutes to get down there. It was like an extra 12 minutes. We made the call. We did it. It worked out as you're going to hear. So, but we packed a bag. Like we packed, we're staying in the hospital. We've done this before. We were in the hospital for four days with Madeline and you know, I've been here. So I'm like, okay. So we packed everything we needed for, and we took Madeline with us because we couldn't get childcare right away. And we went down to the hospital. And the thing is, is that on the drive down there, I was calm, but I was also very afraid. And and I had known that I had been in a very serious situation with Madeline before and it all worked out. But just because you've been in a situation before and, and we were much more prepared this time. So we knew what to pack. We knew where to go. Um, you know, we called our doctor immediately, obviously. And so everything we did, everything appropriately. Um, and. It, it was just as hard the second time. In fact, it was it was a little more panicky the second time because I have it's very disconcerting to have your 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 infant breathe like that. And then the, the doctors, you know, is ringing in my ears. Or they just get tired. and They stop breathing. So it was a different level of, of challenge here with him than it was with Madeline. Madeline was a little bit more of a slower situation. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that you can be as prepared as you want. 
and you can have gone through a, a crisis or a similar situation before, but it doesn't make it any easier. And um, the reason why that's important sort of for the Daily Nugget is it just reminds me is, is, is the training that you do for situations and the preparation that you do, which is going to tie into what we talk about today with today's process, is critical because there's about, I don't know, 80% of the work was already done before I even made the call to the doctor. We still had the doctor who was on call to us as kind of like a concierge doctor. We still had, um, you know, we knew where to go now instead of going to which ER to go to. We knew what to pack. We knew we had to pack, um, you know, stuff. We had it available. And so we had done all the prep work, and that made that situation barely tolerable. And so it's, it's in situations like that, these things are extremely serious. And that's why doing the prep work um, puts you in a position to succeed. I'm happy to report that. My son was negative for everything, no pneumonia, no RSV. It's just a cold, and he kind of got into some respiratory distress, and then he woke up this morning. He was fine. He's breathing perfectly. We're taking him in for a checkup um, again here in about an hour and a half, and uh, he's he's w way improving. So it was a very short episode, like maybe like, I don't know, 24 hours, 18, 19 hours, whatever, 24 hours, let's say, of this respiratory distress. We had him in the hospital. They gave him breathing treatments. They sent us home, and now we're going back again today um, to our doctor um, who's open today on holiday, thankfully. And uh, so he's all fine. He's going to be fine. He's, there's going to be no challenges. But the prep work that we had done prepared us, and it still wasn't any easier. But if it would have been a total S show, you know, it maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe I would have cracked or I don't know, whatever. So just the, the daily thought is, is that it, it's just because you've got a process and just because you're prepared doesn't make things easier. You still have to do the work and you still have to, you still have to have the courage to show up. And, but, but doing the, the pre-work makes it easier to show up. So that's just kind of a little, my little daily nugget, which I'm trying out, which, which um, kind of lets me be a little more rant and unbound uh, with some of the topics because the topics I plan kind of in advance. So, all right, so here we go. Uh, and I don't know how to transition out of the Daily Nugget, but into the today's process, which is the pure peripatetic equals panic. Now, peripatetic is a cool word, all right? Um, and, you know, we talk a lot about ta uh, tactics and strategy, right? And um, some people incorrectly will say, well, and I sometimes do this myself, and that's why I want to have this podcast, is that tactics is all work, Right. And that if you do all tactics, you'll hear me say this, is that tactics gives you panic, right? Well, technically, that's not correct if you want to be a wordsmith and be semantics with the words because um, tactics is defined as an action or strategy carefully planned to achieve a specific end, right? So there is planning with regards to a tactic. But uh, peripatetic is a better word because that word is defined as um, you people moving from place to place, especially f to complete a job in a short period of time. So it's like, you know, I guess you think of like grapes of wrath or people, you know, moving and they'll like old school, old west where they'd go to a ranch, they'd do some jobs, they'd move on. They'd go to another ranch, they'd move some jobs, they'd move on. And so they just move from place to place, do jobs and move on. And you can't get any, you're just a nomad. You can't get any. Um, any traction that way and and the reason why that that's creates panic is because you can't you, you can't build anything moving around like that you have to put down roots somewhere and uh, that's why if all you do is react and go point to point that's the point to point to penlessness lots of p's right pure pure pathetic equals panic because you're going point to point to penlessness and that's a bad process because it's not really a process it's just a path um, god i love the p's on this for some reason and anyway so so that that's the definition of, of that word. And, and the, but a lot of people will do that. Like you may have a job, 
but your job, the way that you're looking at it is you're, you're just completing tasks to completing tasks to completing tasks. And you're a slave to time in that, in, in that endeavor, because you're not building anything. You're not moving towards a target. You're just trying to survive right now. And I get it. Like people will say, Wade, you don't understand my situation. Wade, you know, you're in a totally different scenario than, than I am. And I, it's all I can do is to survive. Well, okay. I agree with you. I've been there, uh, a lot in my time and, I can only tell you is that the first step to not being in that situation is coming to terms with your thought process on the situation is that you have to start aiming upward towards some targets that are not just paying the immediate bills or else you will always be in a cycle of paying the immediate bills. And it's like, it's a really crazy, it's really hard to move off of that situation. It takes a lot of mental work. It takes a lot of planning to do that. And and it's it sucks. It's hard. It, it's it's. I wish it was easy. I wish the world worked that way, but it doesn't. It's just in my in my experience. And so, the key then is you have to start saying to yourself is that you have to start engaging in the idea of um, tactics and strategy, not this point to point to penlessness. Not this just I'm just going to pay the bills and when I have time, I will start putting down some strategy on paper. It's not how it works. You will never have the time. And when you if you don't make time, then you won't have it. Um, you know, I used to, and my big realization for this was for me is I went to court every morning for like 20 years. Okay. I never missed court. Right. I think I missed court, a court appointment, maybe, I don't know, less than three times, less for sure, less than five. Um, because I was sick or I got in a, like a car accident or something like that. Like in 20 years, I missed a morning court less than five times, probably only like three times and maybe only twice that I can think of. So and then it was always like that's a that's a that's a that's a like the definition of a of a peripatetic life because it was a different court every day. I would go from court to court. I would just do the the whatever it was that the assignment was that day, and then I would feel good like I accomplished something. And yes, I accomplished something because people paid me to do that, but it didn't build anything. And a lot of people, you may not move from location to location, but you're moving from project to project, kind of similarly, and you're not building towards anything. So. You know, you got to get, you've got, you got to, you've got to get into the land of, of tactics and strategy. And the difference for the, for our process is that most times people will think of tactics and strategy in a battle space. Okay. Which you, which is where it's, the military uses it, but you can use tactics and strategy, um, in a field, right? And that's why we think of the concept of a field and then gardens in the field. And we think of sandboxes and we, I don't like to think of it as a battle. I, I like to think of it as, as building and, and harvesting because, a battle, you're going to have conflict, right? And 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 it's conflict that's not going to move you forward. You're just going to have to, you know, you're going to have to survive that conflict. But in a field, you, you can have exponential growth. You know, a farmer gets exponential growth. We talked about this last week with the Pareto principle. And you want to be in a field, not in a battle. And now you may encounter wild animals in that field. You may encounter other people coming onto your property that you've got to handle. And you may be in collisions and you may have conflict. But at least it's on your terms and it's on a place that you pick, right? And that's something that you're building and something that you're fighting for. Because I don't, you know, the, the kind of the lesson to think about this is that our natural state puts us in this, this peripatetic this peripatetic situation. It's just naturally how we work because our brain is like it wants to fix things right now. It wants to go, it wants to, it wants to engage the future and it wants to sort of engage the past and it wants to do all of that right now in some action. And it doesn't, 
it doesn't necessarily have to be any kind of planning. Sometimes you'll work out of fear of the future. Sometimes you'll work out of fear or shame of the past. And that's not planning. That's not that's not tactics and strategy. That's like I will just move into an area when it pops up and I'll handle it and I'll move to another area. And so but that's our natural instinct. It's, it's very unnatural. And I, I will say this uh, for me and probably for you if you're listening to this podcast to sit down and have working papers. It's extremely unnatural to have um, – to have to come up with a strategy for things. It's much easier just to run out there and just do stuff, right? And that's what a lot of people do. They get really super motivated. They get super fired up and they run out and they do a bunch of actions and then they're surprised why it doesn't, doesn't work. But there's no difference between doing that and being a, being a cowboy and going from ranch to ranch and just, you know, working on a ranch and then getting sick of it and then going somewhere else. There's no difference between me going to court every single day to a different court doing work uh, and that actually that I got paid to do but that that and feeling a sense of accomplishment from that work because I did a good job, but didn't my I was always the same like I everything stayed the same. And so our natural state or a natural state uh, produces uh, that situation and results. And then we wonder why we don't move forward. So we have to get in the land of tactics and strategy and you know, and they work together. Like, look, it's they go tactics and strategy go hand in hand. It's not a situation where you can do all tactics or all strategy. You can't just sit around all the time and and plan. And you can't just do you can't just do kind of pointed actions all the time. You have to do the course correct and the review. So it's the dance of learning those things is what makes people elite at production. And that's kind of what the process of clear the field is for. Is like I want to make you elite at production. I want your tactics and strategy to be elite. Now. The challenge is, is that every single different person has different talents and blind spots that they bring to the table. And so what you have to learn and the, the tactics and strategies that you specifically have to, to put in have to be, are going to be kind of different than what I do. That's why there's the process for discovering them. We want to, we want the process to be as simple as possible so that it is as applicable to possible to everyone. And then you have to discover yourself the specific tactics and strategies. So you know, my top 10 competitive organic book list is going to be different than your top 10 competitive organic book list, which you can download by clicking on the link below. Uh, please, I suggest that you do just for fun as part of your process. Pick a book, read it, and tell me what you think. Um, but it's, it's the process is progress. And, the, you know, if you have a process, it automatically takes you out of that peripatetic mode. And that's, you know, if you're out of that mode and you're in a tactics and strategy mode, you will move forward. Now, you may move forward slowly. You may, you may, it may be a grind that takes forever because you, you may have some big, huge, giant blind spots like me that take 20 years to, you know, take literally takes five years of, of working around because I, it took a long time before I asked for help for anybody else, but it can be done. So that's basically what I want you to think about. And sort of your action step for today is I want you to take out your gratitude, gratitude, gratitude journal. I can't even talk right now. And what I want you to do is I want you to write down one area one thing in both, you know, in the three areas that we talk about, in your job or business, in your relationships, and in your passion or your creative projects, I want you to write down one area where you're being that peripatetic person, right? You're, you're being that cowboy that's going from ranch to ranch. You're being that lawyer that's going from uh, courthouse to courthouse. And I want you to write that down in your gratitude journal. So, all right, off you go. Have fun exploring. And remember, there is no end if you stay on the path.